Before we kick off this episode, we wanted to let you know that we have an event coming up in Austin, Texas again on September 15th at the O4 Center on South Lamar. Yes, we loved our last event in Austin and we're truly moved by every person that showed up and connected with us and the other attendees. And this event is going to be all about how to deepen connection in your lives. We're going to start it with a cacao ceremony and then interview Peter Craig, who we've had on the show before, and pick his brain on how to deepen connection, as well as let the audience ask questions, and then he's going to lead us through some connection exercises. And then we will end it with a sound healing with Tina Rodriguez. I'm excited about it. Yeah, we're so excited for the difference it's going to make in people's lives that day, but also because we're going to be donating the proceeds to Together Rising to help the children that have been recently detained. You can go to bit.ly backslash create deeper connection to buy tickets or to simply donate to help us meet our goal for Together Rising. The last event, we were able to donate over $2,000 to Safe Austin. And because this is a slightly more intimate event, we have a smaller goal of $1,000 for Together Rising. We are going to donate $250 out of our own pockets and would love if you guys could help us reach the goal by going to that site. Together Rising was started by Glenn and Doyle, if you don't know, and they are currently focused on the children who have recently been detained, like I said, but as well as other much needed work with refugees. Yes, we hope to see you guys there and to learn how to deepen connection together. Until then, on with the show. Greetings, boys and babes. It's the Magic Hour, a place where we navigate through life's peaks and valleys with all the vulnerability and shamelessness we can muster. With the help of world-class guests from all walks of life, we uncover new truths and valuable tools for manifesting our highest potential. I'm your host, Mercedes Terrell, along with my partner in shine, Jade Bryce. Hey, you guys. We've got a really fun episode for you today because it's all about how to please a woman in bed. We want every man listening to walk away from this episode feeling more confident in the bedroom and every woman listening to come away from this owning her sexuality a little bit more. Yeah, such important info we got coming at you today. It's our hopes that you'll gain a few tools from this episode on how to please your lover and gain a little courage to ask questions about what your lover may want. So let's get it on. I mean, her on, (laughs) shall we? (laughs) Sarah Rose is the founder of Tantric Activation. She's a certified sex coach and specializes in men's sexuality. As a sex coach, Sarah works with men to help them become advanced lovers and sexual masters. Sarah understands that sexuality is linked to confidence in all areas of life, and from premature ejaculation to difficulty getting hard to porn addiction to inability to bring their woman to orgasm, Sarah guides men through these issues and more so that they can reach their goals. It's also worth mentioning that she's a jiu-jitsu athlete in the Jean-Jacques Machado lineage. All the while training men to be black belts in bed. Please help me welcome Sarah Rose to the show. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's up, Sarah? I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> We're glad to have you too. Two badass women. I love it. <laughs> Three. <laughs> so Sarah, let's get right into it. Cause we have so much to cover here. Um so I noticed really that. Do. 
yeah, really oh, so do. much. Funnel <laughs> um, down your questions, and there's still a lot. So yeah, with it. Um, I noticed that a lot of what you offer actually starts with working with the inner child and healing and looking at core needs and core wounds. Talk to us about how this goes into a man's confidence in the bedroom. Yeah, it really does. I mean, men in modern society have a lot of pressure sexually and they have so much societal expectations and so much around what it means to be a man, what that looks like, how he's supposed to perform in bed and work and marriage and fatherhood, all of this. And it really does start with the inner child because even, I mean, this starts, boys are affected by this from a young age, you know, just comments like, you know, grow up, be a man, act your age, things like that. And they start to shape men to be a certain way and it affects us in bed, everything, you know? And so part of the work that I do with men in private coaching does go back into that inner child work. So that way they can begin to, to look at that piece of them and find their authentic self, uh, rather than just projecting what they've literally been brainwashed by Mm -hmm. in society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's a lot. I mean, to, that's a lot to take on. Generally, <laughs> as a coach, you know, like that's a lot of stuff to yeah. to help someone dig through. And I feel like when it comes to uh, the male of the species, they're even more resistant to looking into those places in themselves because of the you know we, we want to call it masculine yeah. yeah culture that they're raised in or whatever. It's a hard place to start. And that's where you need to start. So that's a tough battle. I bet you're, you're fighting with that. You know, it's really interesting. It's cool because women are leading the way with this. Like there are so many really strong, empowered women who are standing up and saying, guys, we want you to do this work. That's we what want- I was thinking. Women are saying that this is what we're attracted to now. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. men are, it's becoming, to it. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so women are really changing the dynamic of the way sexuality is experienced. And a lot of guys feel like they don't know what to do in this new paradigm of the sexually empowered woman. And so I'm able to really help and guide them there, you know, in a way that like, I'm, I don't, I approach sexuality very frankly and with good humor and also with good sensitivity. And guys can often resonate with me because I'm able to get them into the mind of the modern woman, into the body of the modern woman in a way that they haven't been able to find access before. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what you're doing, and we're going to dive way deeper into it, um, but what you're doing is a huge, huge expression of feminism. I mean, of what feminism is and the feminist movement is, is, and that's, you know, being this, um, safe place to let all people include men very much included express who they really are so that they can get to the the root of, of whatever their things that are ailing them and move forward and progress forward. And I think that really is what the feminine quality that women, you know, tend to reside in brings to this planet. Like, I think that's what the feminist movement should be about. I mean, I'm, there's a lot of other ways that it's being misconstrued right now, but I really appreciate the way that you're standing up for, for modern masculinity and, and being a voice for that because I think it's 
something that's lacking in a big way right now. So thank you for that. Yeah, well, well said, thank Mercedes. you. <laughs> um, I, I looked up your, your couples coaching and browsed through some of the session topics. So uh, I wanted to just touch on a few here because I got to know a little, a little more about them. Um, so couples breath work, the more straightforward one, but then there's sandbox, sandboxing lovemaking or sandbox lovemaking. Is that what it is? Sandboxing. <laughs> sandboxing lovemaking. Mm-hmm. And of course, pussy and penis massage, which mm-hmm. I can imagine what that is, but can you just touch on these uh, a bit for me? And by the way, everything I say seems like a sexual pun now. So can you I know. touch on these also? <laughs> can you just touch on these? <laughs> So um, some of what, actually a lot of what I teach is proprietary information passed down to me through my coach. And so um, some things I'm only able to discuss in private coaching, Uh, but um, pussy and penis massage, that is pretty uh, straightforward. And it's, it's such an amazing connective experience that is really... I love it for all couples and it's a time when the couple can just be together sexually, but without any expectations. And so it's an entire hour devoted to him, um, giving her internal massage Hmm. in her, her vulva, her vagina, cervix, all of it is being stimulated, but without any expectation of reciprocation, like she doesn't, she's not expected to pleasure him. She's not expected to orgasm. She's not expected to have pleasure. She's just there having the experience of whatever comes up for her. And it's very, very healing. It's also referred to as de-armoring the vagina because the vagina can hold so much trauma from all of the experiences of sexual harassment, sexual abuse, just living in a sex negative culture causes women to to basically like harden in a way their their vagina so they they numb out they desensitize they're not really able to experience pleasure because they hold so much in the soft tissue there and so this experience allows them to be able to heal that mm-hmm. um, and then it's and then for men it's her um, giving him testicle massage penis massage also for an hour and the whole thing is guided Uh, so it's actually a video that shows them step by step this is what you do now this is what you do now this is what you do now and it's guided audio Um, and so it, it helps the couple be able to go through it in a very relaxed way and it's it's really healing for both you know many guys that have um that struggle with erectile dysfunction, they can't get hard, like sex can be very stressful, Mm -hmm. you know, on the couple. And this is a way for them to connect intimately and also to work towards healing that in a holistic way together as a couple. Wow, that's really interesting. And for some reason, it made me think of um, when you brought up men having issue with erectile dysfunction it being such a stressful thing do you think that's one of the driving factors of porn addiction today because i mean that's a much easier way to go about getting off instead of being with an actual human right yeah i think that there is some link between the two because you know because of the pressure that men are under societally to perform in a Mm -hmm. 
as um, these sexual beings, it is easier to just watch porn. And then they, they watch porn or they start watching porn from a young age and they become habituated to orgasming in that way, in that environment. And so it become, can become more difficult to get hard with a live woman. What about, so um, I know you said the couple's breath work you, you can only talk about in your training, but I was curious um, if like we've talked with a couple guests before that we've had on the show where you sync your breathing. Do, do you notice like a, a dramatic change in the sex when couples do that prior? Yeah, absolutely. And breath work is a very important part of Tantra. And there are quite a few different tantric breaths that uh, couples can do together. Oh. But yes, synchronizing the breath is is a really good thing. And um, it helps when couples do that, even if they just set aside like five minutes of doing that before they begin to make love, then it helps them connect with more intimacy, more connection, and the whole experience ends up being more beautiful and um, they just get more out of it. There's more richness to sex. And then, um, you know, if they, they have been trained and they know the different breath techniques, they can actually do that while they're having sex. Oh. And yeah, and that gets really cool. <laughs> how, how would you introduce like sinking your breath to someone that's never even heard of Tantra and you're, you know, they've become your partner and you're like, want to sink a breath with them how would you how would you introduce that to them uh, well you know I think most people have it well I shouldn't say most but a lot of people have at least heard of Tantra they might have a strange idea mm-hmm. of what it actually that's what I think most people have is a strange idea yeah, yeah it's a foreign they, thing and it's not for me because it's you know foreign yeah. is scary somehow I know, exactly. And that's kind of my mission is making Tantra just accessible to everyone. You know, (laughs) it doesn't have to be something weird at all. Literally the foundational components of what I teach people are breath, movement, focus, and sound. Like how foreign is that? You know, it's not. It's just the way we put it together in a specific way for specific intentions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's something that is, is really is accessible to everyone. Um, but uh, so, you know, an easy way to start breath work with a partner is sitting across from them, just like knee to knee, eye to eye. And you can um, look each other in the eye and just begin inhaling and exhaling at the same time, just synchronizing your breath in a very simple way. That's a good place to start. Hmm. Do you, I mean, I, I would assume most guys want to be open to improving their sex life. So they'd be open to something that seems, you know, a little out there for their, mm-hmm. exp, you know, from their experience. But um, most men I've been with would not want to sink our breath. No, no, not all, but most. Hmm. I think it felt it would it would have felt too like forced for them. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure why. Do you, have you experienced that a lot, Sarah, in your work that people have resistance to it? 
Yeah, guys definitely do have resistance until they experience it. It takes a lot of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And But once they actually, guys have a lot of curiosity because they're curious. Mm-hmm. They want to know, like, how is this going to make me better in bed? Because every guy wants to be better in bed. Mm-hmm. And I right. mean, mo- most chicks do too. Like, it's just something like we want to be better in bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, but once they actually experience, once it, they're able to have you know take the risk I guess take the plunge and realize it's really not that weird and it actually does help they kind of get hooked they're like okay Mm. (laughs) that was good I like it I'll do it again (laughs) that's funny sense I was also extremely intrigued by your sex stallion course topics um and I'll list them here for our listeners and you can you can um let us know what you can talk about but it's strengthening your pc muscle edging Separating orgasm from ejaculation, multiple perpetual and full body orgasms. And I know you can't fit seven weeks of training into an episode, but if you can just give us maybe some cliff notes um, so that people know what they would, I guess, expect too. Yeah, so sex stallion stallion training is my core product that I recommend for all guys. These, These are the basics, these are the fundamentals of tantric sex. In this um, seven-week series, they will get how to sound, how to move, how to focus, and how to breathe in a way that benefits them sexually. And what they'll realize is that most of what they've been doing in these areas during sex have actually been inhibiting them sexually. It's Mm. been limiting their sexual experience. And one of the things I tell guys is their cocks are so powerful and they are literally like only utilizing them about 10%. Wow. And yeah. And it's like the amount of power that they have, the energy that they have, the way they can penetrate a woman with their cock, like the way, like what their cock is actually, de- the way their cock is actually designed to penetrate a woman, like not just the physical, but like emotionally, like how they can really just go so deep inside of her and these principles these techniques will help them to get there and so i incorporate those and then yes it is strengthening their pc muscle it's that muscle between their anus and their balls they have to have that muscle strong and with age it gets weaker and weaker but that muscle is the muscle that controls ejaculation so many guys struggle with premature ejaculation. All 75% of guys hmm. ejaculate within one to three minutes of penetration. Strengthening what this muscle. That is just that weak, that muscle being weak? So that is part of it. Um, it's also habituation, the way that they've masturbated since mm-hmm. they were 12 years old, getting off as quickly as possible. Ah. So, you know, that way they're not, they don't get caught, that type of thing. Um, but it's also genetic. So if you think about, um, you know, being back in tribal society where they're like out in this primitive environment, they could get attacked by a tiger. Like it was in our benefit for the guy to ejaculate quickly. We didn't want to be out there making love for four hours, right? (laughs) You're in a vulnerable state. Mm -hmm. So they, um, so those genes got passed on um, because also, you know, a quicker, the more quickly a guy ejaculated, the more likely his sperm would get inside of her. Mm -hmm. And so those are the genes that got passed on. 
So, you know, fast forward however many thousands, billions of years, and here we are. And now women are like, ah, we actually don't like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got to kind of rewrite the, uh, right. the code that we have in there. And luckily, Tantra is a good hack to doing that. Mm-hmm. It really helps. So strengthening the PC muscle. What about What is edging? Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, edging is getting, so when guys are masturbating, um, sex stallion training is a masturbation based course. Mm. So it's a guided audio. I'm guiding them. They're listening to it while they masturbate and it's step mm. by step. Do this, do this, do this. So, um, I will lead them on a scale of one to 10, tens ejaculating, zero is having lunch with grandma and (laughs) visually amazing okay (laughs) (laughs) baseball cold showers (laughs) margaret thatcher went on a cold day (laughs) (laughs) yeah so at um you know i'll have them get hard to like a six or a seven and they're kind of keeping it right there and then I'll bring them up to an eight or a nine and then have them go back down, back up, back mm-hmm. down. And that just trains them to be able to control their ejaculation. You know, most guys, they get this runaway train sensation where it's like, I got to come, I got to come, I got to come, I got to come. You know, it's like their dick yeah. takes over and they have no control mm-hmm. done. Yeah, and what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Are they afraid it's never going to happen again? I know. (laughs) Because I am. I am afraid for me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) On behalf of women everywhere, we're all afraid of that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, I had never heard of edging. And so that must go into also separating orgasm from ejaculation because are you teaching them to abstain from ejaculation so they can have multiple orgasms or... Yes. So I don't teach them to not ejaculate because it's actually really healthy for a guy to ejaculate. There Mm -hmm. are some traditions of Tantra uh, that teach a guy to not ejaculate. If that's his preference, you know, go for it. Mm -hmm. I personally um, incorporate modern science with what I teach and modern science urologists will say, will show over and over again. The more a guy ejaculates, the healthier he is, the longer he's going to live, the less prone to prostate cancer. Yeah. So, so ejaculation is good in, in, uh, Indian yogic tantra. It's really ejaculation of both male and female is very celebrated. So Mm -hmm. ejaculate all you want, but what I (laughs) teach is how to be in control of the ejaculate ejaculation. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that most people don't realize is that ejaculation and orgasm are two separate acts and they have um, evolved to happen almost simultaneously because nature wants us to experience the pleasure of orgasm at the same time they're ejaculating to entice men to ejaculate in order to procreate. And so, um, but they're actually two separate acts and orgasm typically occurs slightly before ejaculation does. And so when guys start to realize this, they can notice it. And with a strong PC muscle, with the practice of edging, they can actually have the orgasm and then they can stop the ejaculation from happening. Mm. 
And once they're able to do that, then they can begin to have multiple orgasms like a woman can. Mm. And they're able to um, have full body orgasms. They can begin moving the sexual energy through their body. And most guys find that when they really master this, it feels much better than just the typical ejaculation, which I've heard so many guys describe as it's really just feels like a crotch sneeze. And when they, <laughs> after they've had tantric orgasms, they're like, wow, I don't ever really? want to go back to that again. Oh my goodness. How about for a woman? Is a, a tantric orgasm different than a regular orgasm for a woman? Yes, absolutely. So women can orgasm in all parts of their bodies. I'll never forget the first time I had a heart orgasm. Mm. And yeah, it literally felt like my heart was just... Oh my God. How did you have that? Uh, So it's through moving sexual energy. Women edge also. So that's part of the tantric practice for women is like bringing yourself to the brink of orgasm, and then backing off, up and down. So you're really building up those orgasmic sensations in the body. And through breath and through focus, moving the sexual energy to different parts of the body. And so you can have orgasm in your throat you know have Mm. orgasm in your third eye and your crown like you can orgasm like focusing on that part of the body while you're about to orgasm and it's bringing but it's it's focusing it there so it's bringing the energy up through with your breath and your focus to that part of the body and then you actually that sexual energy that you usually feel in your genitals is now moved to that part of your body, such as your heart. And so you Mm. have the orgasm there. Man, I really want to learn this. Yeah, it's really cool. (laughs) It makes me think of like Kundalini practice or... A little bit, huh? Moving the snake, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, I, every morning I... um, like tune into my seven chakras before I get out of bed. And then when my kids are napping is my masturbation time in bed. And so now I'm thinking like, I'm going to be focusing on my seven chakras during that. And, but that it sounds like that's, um, takes time to figure out sinking. Um, so, you know, you can actually learn it more quickly than most people think. So it does take practice. It does take, you know, some dedication to do it, but it's, uh, when I, I remember when I was working with my coach, I actually was like, I'm going to go to Tulum for two weeks by myself and do these practices that she had given me. And I was able to really get that within about a week. Like it didn't take that much time. So if you really focus on it, I mean, granted I was doing the practices all day, yeah. <laughs> every day. It's like just masturbation. This is homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rough life. So yeah. Do it. <laughs> but exhausting. No, oh, man, I love your job. Yeah. Life. <laughs> you um, gotta go on that show, Dirty Jobs. It's a whole nother. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> hey, Magic Mob. We are interrupting this interview with a quick word from one of our sponsors we think you might be interested in. It's a new football season, y'all. Antonio Brown is now a Raider. LaVon Bell is with the Jets. And Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The only thing that hasn't changed is where we're putting our money down on all the games. My bookie. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. 
They've got the most rewarding players perks in the business. And for you fantasy football guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under and how many fantasy football points a player will score each game. My bookie also has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book. This year, they're hosting the first ever online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs 100 bucks to enter. All you have to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. We would only recommend a service to our our listeners that's proven and my bookie is always the right play you bet you win they pay the best part is when you use code magic hour you activate this insane offer where you double your first deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars so for instance if you're putting down nine hundred dollars it's actually gonna be eighteen hundred all you have to do is visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code MAGICHOUR, M-A-J-I-C-H-O-U-R, when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. <laughs> All right. So, so what can we do as women to own our sexuality in a way that makes a man more confident in the bedroom? It's, it is a two-way road, you know, most of my, um, like my online course and my private coaching, those are for men. If you see my Instagram, it's all focused uh, towards men. And so a lot of guys will come to me and be like, well, doesn't she need to know this too? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, so it, it is a two-way street for sure. Uh, because of the society that we live in, that is male led male dominated women are accustomed to and we actually have it in our dna now from so many thousands of years of doing this that we follow the lead of the man and mm. so i find that when a guy is trained in tantra a woman will naturally follow his lead with it uh, and also women tend to feel energy these things um, more easily than men do. And so it's easier for them to kind of pick up on it. Whereas if, if a woman is trained in it and a guy doesn't get it, it's kind of like, mm. let's just have conventional sex because it's just not going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's always my thing. I'm like, if I, if I'm with a guy that isn't trained in Tantra, I don't even, I don't even go there. I'm just like, all right, conventional sex, we're just going to fuck and have fun. <laughs> like, um, but, but women really need to heal their core wounding. You know, mm. we have so much wounding in the feminine. There's so much anger towards the masculine that needs to heal. Mm. And it's very valid. It's very righteous anger. And we can't just stay stuck in that place. We've got to heal. We've got to move through it so that way we can all get to the place where we really want to be. Yeah. You know? And so women have a hard time. Many women have a hard time orgasming. When I teach my women's class that I do every fall in Austin, it's an in-person class. A lot of women come in and they've never had an orgasm during sex before. I was just about to ask if that was normal. I have not either. Yeah, I can and only orgasm during oral or penetrate, like, um, you know, through the cl clitoris, but I cannot, I've never orgasm during sex. 
Yeah. And a lot of women experience that. And again, that's two part, you know, it's like women can, can train their bodies to be able to orgasm during sex and guys need to, you know, be able to do a better job of getting them there as well. Um, but I went a really long time without having orgasm during sex. And now even if I'm with a guy who's not a good lover, I can still orgasm just because I've trained, trained my body in that way. What are some ways to train it? Uh, just having lots of orgasms. (laughs) Oh, really? Just practice, huh? Yeah. I mean, I've had more in the last few weeks by myself than I've had in years. Uh huh. So maybe I'll get there then. That gives me hope. (laughs) Doing Um, the de-armoring practices, I work with- Which is the massage? So it's a massage. If you do it with another partner, when I teach women, they do it with a glass dildo. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I'll actually lead them through the process of de-armoring their vagina uh, with using a glass dildo. And why glass? Uh, just because it doesn't have any toxins. It's clean material. Um, I encourage women to not use any vibrators during the time that we're working together because we're really working on increasing sensitivity and vibrators can decrease sensitivity. And so um, the glass just kind of helps that process. How do we get men off the idea of wanting to just, you know, ram it in right away and not take the time to slow down and make sure that the girl is on board and ready and, you know, wet enough and all the things yeah. that you need to be in order to receive pleasurably. Yeah, this, women, yeah, women just need... Advertisement. <laughs> what, what's PSA. This needs to be the show's advertisement. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, and it, it, it comes down to women speaking up. You know, guys just don't know. They don't get it. And, you know, if there's a guy that you're speaking up to and he just doesn't respect that, then you need to fucking walk away. And the more women realize the power of the pussy, (laughs) the faster this world is going to change. Because, you know, it's like, if I've definitely met guys that just don't respect it. And I'm like, fuck Mm -hmm. you, get away from my body. Like, literally, like, you're not coming anywhere near here. Done. Don't ever call me again. causes it to harden. When you've been with someone that barely kisses you before ramming it in, like Mercedes said, then you, you're right. There is a hardening there that, like, then it's, like, almost like, well, is my sex drive gone? And it's not gone. It's just because it's been hardened. And then you have right. to be armor, like you said. So like, too, we talked, we talked about this a little bit with Milk, um, a former guest of ours. <laughs> and she talked about the fact that whenever – you know, from her past experiences from when she was younger and being in a relationship that wasn't healthy, she had hardened essentially to men in the, in the sense of every time they would come before her or if they would um, in any way, you know, like we're saying, be, I don't know if you want to call it forceful with it, but it's, you know, it's before you're asking for it, essentially. It's before you're like really begging for it, which I think, you, you know, guys listening, wait till the chick is begging you for it. That's the right yeah, time. And not before then. <laughs> that's the right time to but be. But then that's also what she said with them leading. Cause I noticed because I'm still working out of, I've been, I have felt sexually suppressed for a long time and I'm still working my way out of that. But I noticed that I struggle with making um, like initiating sex. And that's something that I want to gain. Not, I, I wouldn't say gain confidence in, but just feel um, more, I don't know. 
brazen. Uh, Wait, yeah. before we answer that question, I do want to finish my thought with milk because yeah. the point was that um, her story was that she noticed that every time a man would come at her that way and be mm-hmm. um, basically come before her, especially, or, and, and I bring that into my own life where it's like try, uh, wanting to ram it in before I'm ready for it. Um, that feels like you're just using my body. And that's yeah. what Milk's point was, was it felt like her, she was just being used at that point. It wasn't a yeah. mutual thing. It was yeah. all about one person, you know? So yeah. how do we take that selfishness away? Like, how do we change that sense. aspect of it from, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, every time that we, that they, you know, go inside of us before we're ready, anytime they come before we're done and they're done before we're done, it just le- it feel, leaves us feeling let down. And in relationship, it really just, it cuts off the trust, you yeah. know, because if a woman can't trust him in bed she's going to feel like she can't trust him in life and so it really does impact the relationship in a big way and so you know guys really need to understand that like if they want to have a woman that is all over them like wanting them then they need to show up in bed and um you know and so we're we're definitely past the days of women being dependent on men, like women can, we can totally survive without a guy. We go into a relationship with men now out of desire, not out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And so in order for us to have these thriving relationships that we now can rightfully declare that we desire. Um, you know, and deserve. Takes, and deserve, yeah. yeah. It takes both parties really showing up. And that actually answers my question already because when... Uh, like you were saying, it feels, um, uh, when they do that, then, um, uh, I don't remember the words you used, but it makes you feel, but it makes me feel like undervalued. Like, okay, you don't want to please me. So you must not really give a shit about me. Yeah. Hold me in a high regard. Like you're just, you're going to let yourself be pleased. And then here I am, you know, like, so I'm just degrading in a sense, right? Yeah, it is. Right. And so you feel forgotten and like, um, unprioritized. So, have I'm noticing with the lovers I've had who did please me every time I did initiate it because I wanted to be pleased Mm, too you know so I'm noticing now that majority though of the lovers I've had or the lovers I've had for long periods of time that did not please me I I just got out of practice of initiating it because it felt so one-sided already like well what that's an interesting concept I wonder you know what the the chicken or the egg no, I just wonder if that would be how many people overall that would apply to in this in the situation that you hear over and over again of my wife no longer wants to have sex with me. It's like, okay, but did you ask yourself the question of are you a giver? You know, have you been yeah. really giving in bed with her? Is there a reason why she That's would really want to have sex point. with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's no longer about There was one man I was with that I would he would give me like 13 orgasms every time and I wanted to have sex that was when my sex drive was the strongest. So it makes perfect sense if, if you're making sure that she's, is that right, Sarah? Or is there another reason why women 
Oh no, you're abs. No, you're absolutely right. And that's women. They just shut down. It's exactly like you said. And I get message after message after message from men saying, what happened? Why doesn't she want to have sex with me? It used to be great. And she doesn't want to have sex anymore. But it wasn't great for her, huh? It wasn't great for her, you know, and her body shuts down. She loses interest. She gets bored also. That's the other thing. It's like, so how do we get men to understand this without putting so much pressure on them that they shut down? Well, I mean, I think that's a different type of pressure, right? So the societal pressure of a guy being like this, you know, this sexual, fantasy of um he, you know what it is just like the gotta be ready he's gotta throw me against the wall he's gotta be yeah there. just like the throbbing hard cock all the time like there's that but then there's the the real pressure of like most guys are in relationship with a woman and they want to be desired by her and so I don't think that's really pressure. That's more reality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so like these, these guys that message me, they want her to want them, you know, like who doesn't, that's attractive. You feel like you're a sexual God if she desires you or, you know, and that's, and that's another thing for women, like women's desire really thrives on feeling desired too. And so if she, she's going to get turned on, if she really feels like, he's really into her. And so if a guy's, you know, kind of slipping and being lazy and expressing his desire for her, she's just kind of going to be like, eh, he's not really into me. I'm not really turned on. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a serious correlation. I mean, it's, it's not a correlation. Part of nurturing a relationship and showing up for a relationship is showing up for your sex life and nurturing your sex life and making sure that that is just as sound as everything else going on in your relationship. So I guess maybe the way to think of it is, you know, guys, if you're, if you're okay with going to um, read a, a relationship book or go to counseling or whatever the thing is that might help your relationship get to the next level that you want it to, to get to, or even just sitting down and talking to your chick and maybe making a date night every week. I don't know what stage of your life and relationship you're in, but similarly, you know, how would you take that into the realm of sex with your significant other? You know, how would you find ways to nurture it, whether it be read or go, you know, uh, read a tantric book or go take one of your, your class, uh, your workshops or whatever it is. But these are all ways we work on our relationship and sex is such an integral and important part of It takes a lot of vulnerability for people to break out of that stage because Mm -hmm. they feel like they just to even ask the questions, like, I'm I'm curious what questions a woman can ask a man and what questions a man can ask a woman besides yeah. just how can I please you? Like, what is a more specific question each of them can ask? But it it's almost for some people, it's like so uncomfortable to ask the question, you know? Mm-hmm. How do you jump that or how do you take yeah. that? Leap, you mean? Yeah, one of the exercises that I love to get give couples because it doesn't necessarily have to be just about sex. Um, it can be all parts of their life, but um, it really opens up communication between them is um, what are your deepest fears mm. and what are your deepest desires? Mm. And just allowing the partner to open up in that space of what, of just 
going for it? What are my deepest fears? And letting those come to surface. And then, and like not even talking to, not, you know, not replying or saying, oh, okay, you know, or anything like that. Just listening, just holding space for your partner. Mm-hmm. And then reciprocating and saying what your deepest fears are. And then switching it up and saying, what are your deepest desires? And allowing your partner to respond and, and then going back and forth with that. Um, and that helps couples a lot because it gives you a set space of, okay, this is what we're going to do right now. We're having this discussion at this point in time and we're able to open and connect intimately without any pressure of sex. And we agree beforehand that we're not going to argue. We're not going to get offended. We're not going to interrupt. We're just going to allow each other to express. And um, communication is so important. And most people have a really, 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 really hard time talking about sex. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is expected to be having a great sex life. Mm -hmm. And most people aren't. It feels (laughs) sacred. It feels sacred. So even though it seems like we, we should, I don't like that word, be able to ask these questions because it feels so sacred. It just opens up that feeling of vulnerability you know, I would say that because so many of us, especially in this culture, come from a background of shame, yep, that, that we are afraid essentially to talk about this stuff because shame is not only, you know, maybe religious shame or whatever of feeling good and being worthy of having sexual desires and being worthy of feeling orgasm and that type of thing, but also the shame of not being able to perform the way that we think we're supposed to be able to perform with no one know, or, or how about they give us an answer that we aren't, don't feel like we can do, you know, like, I don't think that that, I think that most people are like up for it. Like they're down to listen to what their partner has to say and, and maybe even are up for it. Maybe if it's something way out there for them, it's scary, but it's probably something they're still willing to, to listen to. Try, yeah. I think it's about a matter of not knowing how to do it yet. It, especially for men is, scary for women it's kind of like not knowing how to do it yet makes you like virginal and somehow that's sexy and in a sense it's cute yeah yeah, and it's it's the opposite for men they need to have like been so experienced in all these ways and be an expert in all these things and it's shameful if they're yeah so sarah what would be a question sexually about how to please a woman how to please a man besides just the simple how can i please you that would be more specific um how can I please you? I'll be more specific. I mean, I think, yeah, I, I even got asked that question today. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, what, what do you want tonight? Mm-hmm. Like how, what, what is it that gets you off? And you know, even me, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like what yeah. am I supposed to say to this? You know, That's like, more specific. <laughs> yeah. You're more specific. Like maybe it will help the man do and, it. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I, I know for myself, it's not as much about the act. It's not, you know, we don't need to um, plan on uh, spanking tonight or we don't need to plan on hair pulling or, you know, double penetration or whatever. (laughs) And those things could very well happen. And, you know, I would be ecstatic about it. And is there connection there? Is there Mm -hmm. intimacy Oh, I I got chills just when you said connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, am I being seen? Mm. Right. And that's what I try to help guys understand. That's so good. It's like learning all the techniques 
that is important. I'm not devaluing them because they need to know the techniques. They need to know how to bring a woman to orgasm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But once they learn it, they need to fucking forget it because so many guys get fixated on the, is she receiving pleasure? Is she having an orgasm? I can't unless I feel connection in the first place. So exactly. And so it's like, I teach guys, like they have to know themselves right? Because if you don't know yourself, if you haven't come face to face with your own soul, your own authentic self, how are you going to be, how are you going to go come face to face with hers? And that's really what she desires. And Mm. that's what tantric sex helps guys. Yeah. That's the sexiest thing there is. Yeah. It It makes me think of sexual polarity and the feminine polarity being defined by wanting to feel seen and heard and so if you can just just keep that in mind guys that females want to be seen and heard that is their number one root goal because they're ruled by feminine energy so Mm -hmm. how can you make someone feel seen and heard you you have so many options at your disposal but just even by asking the question to to your woman what would you want I want to, you know, uh, know the things that turn you on isn't such an intimate and loving question that just that is like exciting for Mm her. It does. And, but what I really see with what in relationship though, is that guys that are willing to do their own deep internal work, guys that are willing to face their own shit guys that are willing to get vulnerable with themselves. You know, the guys that I work with in private coaching, we do 10 weeks one-on-one for an hour a week. And these guys fucking face their demons. Right. And they come out of it and women are like, whoa, (laughs) because they are like, these are the sexual masters. Why? Because they know themselves. Mm. And you cannot know another person if you don't even how will we know, know that yourself? Yeah, intimacy and to me see how yeah. how yeah you know. And so that's really the key of it all is knowing yourself. And the lovers that I've had that have been the most profound lovers are mm. not the ones that know all the special techniques. You know, yeah, I've had the dudes that can make me squirt and drench the bed. I've had, you know, like whatever it may be like, and it's fun. It's great. I enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with it. And does it really meet my true desires? Mm. No, but the, I've had lovers that maybe they didn't know the fancy techniques, but they can meet me in such a deep mm. place of intimacy and that is what really filled me up. That's, That's what sexy. really finally satiated me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. So, and before we move on to our next question, I just wanted to tack on to the end of what we were talking about earlier with the way that we as women can own our sexuality in a way that makes men more confident in the bedroom. Um, that there is a lot of hormonal fluctuation that comes into play with women and knowing ourselves too in that situation is I think a huge step 
not just knowing, you know, doing the, the work on our inner child, doing the, the work on our subconscious and everything that's going on in there, but knowing how our physical bodies and chemical bodies are responding throughout the month. Because, I mean, I for sure know that there are days of the month where I have extremely high sexual appetite and then days where it's waned quite a bit. And if your partner is not in tuned with that as well, your male partner is not in tuned with that as well, then he just thinks you just don't like him some days. You know, I mean, that's serious. Like men don't think about this stuff. I ha- We're going to talk yeah. about that more in my magic trick later on this episode, but that's a, that, I mean, when I'm not turned on hormonally, like when I'm not sexually charged hormonally and I'm in the part of the month where I'm, I could like give or take and like I'm not into sex that way. But guys don't know the damn difference. They're not necessarily tracking your cycles. You right, know? yeah. So I think that's an important part for men to, to also keep in their back pocket. You know, like the, we're hormonal beings, we're chemical beings, all of us. Men have their own cycles too. But um knowing what your chick is doing hormonally in that moment is going to be like, you're going to be, I think it was Mel Gibson who did that, that movie, what women want. You're going to know you're going to be like psychic to her (laughs) in a lot of ways. Yeah. So we have a question from our magic mob, Eric Godsey, a previous guest of ours asks, what has she found to be the most useful practical practice she gives men that improves their sexual performance? Testicle massage. That okay. is very, very, very important for men. And it's something that I wish every single man would do every day of his life. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's hmm. really, yeah, it's very important. Um, what it does is it really helps connect a man to his sexuality, to his sex center, and it helps him um, integrate that into his daily life. And our sexuality is so powerful, right? And if we, if we go into the world with this turned on sexuality, um, and it's in a, you know, it's in a really like healthy channeled way, we can, we're so empowered and there's so much that we can accomplish. And many, many men, because of um, sexual abuse because of um, living in a culture that identifies men as rapists, um, it, living with uh, erectile dysfunction, living with premature ejaculation. So many men get cut off from their sex center. And so what testicle massage does is it helps reconnect them to it. And many guys that have a hard time getting turned on, getting hard, um, they will find that um, the blood flow starts to increase there. They'll find that they're able to actually feel. Um, I've, I've gone into private coaching with men who when I ask them to scan their body and tell me what they feel in their penis area, they don't feel anything. It's become completely desensitized. They are completely cut off from that area of their body. They disassociate because it's really painful um, to, to experience the, the pain that's going on there. So Mm -hmm. they, it's just easier to disassociate. So that's like, so they, the intimacy triggers something in their subconscious, probably from their young childhood or whatever it is that's that they're tucking away, and so it's that's why they've cut it off. Or what is the? 
It could be many reasons. Yeah, it could be a lot. Um, it could be something from childhood. It could be something from adulthood. It could even be, you know, they, they broke up with someone that was really special to them. And mm -hmm. it's really hard for them to, you know, have any type of sexual intimacy towards someone else because of that. Uh, so there are many reasons, but it's, um, I actually have a video that I sell. It's called Firestarter. Uh, it's for members only. So guys that buy either Pussyology or Sex Stallion training can access um, Firestarter, which gives them the video that they can follow along to, um, showing them the way to do tantric testicle massage. And that really helps guys a lot. It's only a two to three minute practice. They can do it in the shower. And it's, it's something that's life-changing. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be a dating app for people who have only taken your course. <laughs> I really want to do that, actually. I wanted all the guys that... Um, I think I saw that on your page, right? You said, hey, guys, like, would you want me to start this thing? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like all the guys that go through sex stallion training, I'll put yeah. them like on, on a page and the, <laughs> so women yeah. can find them. <laughs> they got their certified stamp. Yeah, they got, they got their blue check mark for sex stallion training. Yeah, that's they, right. can, they can put it on their Tinder profile, yeah. sex stallion certified. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. That might come across. I know. You if someone I, doesn't know the, I know it could. It could. But because we know what what type of work you do with yeah. that getting is yeah. why it's so attractive. Yeah. yeah. If someone walks around saying he's a sex stallion, I'm like, no, bro, you're not. <laughs> it's like someone walking around saying they're enlightened. It's like, yeah, exactly. what are you? <laughs> what are you? Oh, that's funny. Um. Okay. So. Another question from the Magic Mob. Big Cat asks, what should I know about pleasuring a woman that I probably wouldn't think to ask? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've touched on this a lot, um, you know, but just being really connected and being in deep intimacy with her, slowing down. Uh, and a lot of people will think of Tantra as like slow sex and that it can be boring. And it's not about that. It's just slowing down to the point where you can be in tune with your partner's desires and really feel into her, what, what is turning her on when her body is saying yes. Mm -hmm. And when her body is saying no. Mm -hmm. and so being really aware and conscious of that. Yeah. Like learning her sexual love language. If anyone's yeah. read the five love languages, I feel like maybe contract the book for sexual love languages, right? like break down. Yeah. What are. In my women's course, one of the things that I teach women is how to have energetic orgasms, no touch at all. Wow. And like I said before, is it just, just a mind thing or. Um, yeah, it's through movement, through breath, through sound, all those things. Yeah, it's just you're able to orgasm. I mean, I can orgasm that way within a couple of minutes you wow. know, just from having so much practice with wow. it. So women can definitely orgasm in many different ways. And definitely increasing sensitivity will help. Um, and uh, one thing that I've actually done before, I use a jade egg, and um, you can actually insert that, um, mm -hmm. and you can have it inside while um, he's inside too. And so Whoa. it, yeah, yeah, and so that way it takes up more space in there, and you know helps feel tighter. <laughs> and it doesn't hurt. No, no, guys actually, yeah, they really like it. Really? Uh -huh. yeah. So it's, it's called a yoni egg, right? A jade yoni egg. 
Uh huh. Yeah. So they named it after me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's that's been my personal experience. Um, There are a lot of uh, people out there that say the J Day. There's like woo woo. Like you know, there's just there's no scientific proof. Whatever. I'm just talking about my own personal experience. I've done it. It felt good. Nice. That's what matters. Um, Okay. I have to ask you about how you correlate jujitsu with your workshops, your class, with your Mm -hmm. uh, everything to do with sex (laughs) and male uh, stallion training and such. Well, I mean, I, I, they're both such a big part of my life that they, you know, there tends to be some overlap, um, but they're also very separate. Uh, you know, like I don't go to jujitsu and experience tantric sex. <laughs> yeah, it's such an intimate sport. So it's interesting that I know because you use, um, you know, the different belts, climbing the belt classes in a sex stallion training or in um, helping men get to this place, you know, a better place sexually. Or a white belt if they've never yeah. been <laughs> trained. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's true. And, you know, it helps guys to look at sex in a different way because, mm-hmm. you know, guys that understand martial arts. So say, you know, if two people one day were like, okay, let, we've never done jujitsu before, and but we think we should start. Let's like roll out some mats and let's just do this. And, you know, we can pull up some YouTube videos about it or read a book or two and we'll just figure this out, you know, but like they've had no training, they have no professor there watching them. And they're like, okay, so let's try out this move and we'll try. And then they get to like, you know, maybe four moves and we're like, okay, we're doing really good at jujitsu. And they do like those same four moves forever, but no one's there actually saying like, you're doing this right or you're doing this wrong. You know what I mean? And then like, so imagine that. And then these same two people trying to do those same four moves on their own for like 10 years. They wouldn't even get there because they'd be bored as fuck. <laughs> yeah. They'd just be like, you know, I think we're done. Like, we're kind of done with jujitsu. Let's find something <laughs> else in our lives. Let's go watch a movie, <laughs> which is what most couples do. And so, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, whereas guys, they train BJJ and they're there on the mat five days a week. They've mm-hmm. got a black belt that's been training at least 10 years watching them, critiquing them, showing them four different moves every night of the week, right? Like how so many like, days have they been training cunnilingus? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it helps guys kind of put it into perspective of like how little sexual training we actually have right. and mm. why we should put some importance into that. You know, it's, a, it's yes. an important part of a relationship. And take the taboo away from not knowing something and just ask. And yeah. women yeah. don't shame men for, for not knowing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and not that women know more than men do. You know, a lot of women, they don't know either. And for so sure. It's, it's very normalized in our culture for people to have coaches when it comes to athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so it kind of take, it's taking, it's a bit of a learning curve for people to start to realize that it could actually benefit their lives to have a coach in the realm of sexuality. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at it, it's like, it really makes sense. You know, if 
the people who are masters in anything, Mm -hmm. they have coaches, you know, the top athletes, we don't necessarily look at their coaches, but they have them and their coaches are on their ass constantly training them, getting to where they are to become those masters. That's right. Yeah. We are training for the sexual Olympics. That's right. (laughs) Ready for the gold. (laughs) All right. Um, We have a pick your poison from Rick on Facebook and I'm, I love this one because it actually uh, lines up with what you said earlier about men feeling like ejaculation feels like a crotch sneeze. Perfectly. Okay. <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather have an orgasm every time someone sneezes, or everyone in the room have an orgasm every time you sneeze? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the first one. <laughs> You'd rather have an orgasm every time someone in the room sneezes. Yeah, there's more chances. Really awkward on a first date if they sneeze four times at the dinner table. <laughs> What about when you're on but the there's airplane? more chance of orgasm in that. <laughs> I'm like, That's true. That's true. You need to have more orgasms in your lifetime. <laughs> exactly. But you give a bunch of orgasms the other way. Like you could just be sniffing pepper and make and sneezing in a room full of a bunch of people whenever you want everyone you to intentionally better. sniff pepper. <laughs> yeah, but then again, you got to worry. Like, what if there's like an old grandma or grandpa? You're gonna give them a. <laughs> You really got to read the room. Yeah. (laughs) Too much much pressure with that one. I'll take the orgasms. (laughs) Yeah, you take it on. What would you do, Jade? I think that I, I think that I would be the one to receive them this time. You saying? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I want to have, but the thing is, what if I have to sneeze? I don't have like a, like knock on something, you know, but I don't have allergies usually of of that type. Like I'm not usually a sneezy person, but I can make myself sneeze. Like if I look up at the sun or something, a bright light usually will cause it. So I could technically kind of sneeze on command and it would be pretty fun. (laughs) Like whenever Mercedes around, I just feel amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I don't know. These questions are hilarious, but... (laughs) Okay, um, there's a few short, few short questions we like to ask everyone who comes on the show. So first off, if you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Uh, let's see. I've read so many great ones. Um, of course, my mind it's blanking out right now. What's the one that I want? Give me well, a real sexual book or like something in that realm because I feel like you're the person we're going to get that from. (laughs) Okay so yeah okay so Sex at Dawn is really great. It was yeah Sex at Dawn is fantastic because I feel like it gives people permission to create a new sexual narrative and so we're all raised with a certain sexual narrative that we tend to live our lives by. We don't really challenge it. We don't it. We just live our lives by it because it's how we've been programmed since birth. And Sex at Dawn shows so many options for the sexual narrative and really gives people permission to begin to explore one of their own. So I don't necessarily say that it's the gospel truth that everything in there is 100% correct, um, but it's really just an eye-opening way of beginning to explore different ways to, to experience sexuality. 
I love yeah. that answer. Um, it's one of Kyle's favorite books. Kyle. Yeah, it makes me actually wonder because of a lot of the people we've interviewed uh, that have that book on their bookshelf are in open relationships. So it makes me want to ask you, is that part of your relationship? But what do you are you in open? Do you experience that? Are you good with that? Are you open to that? Are you open to open? <laughs> Am I open to open? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm open to all different possibilities, and I really think it depends on um, the specific person and the specific relationship and how that looks. And um, I've experienced both monogamous and open relationships. Currently single, happily single, and yeah, you know, I am able to date, but I, I really love, I love my life as it is. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always good. That's where to start, right? With you. All right. So, if you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? Uh, I love this. Um, I was actually doing leading a guided meditation just a couple hours ago um, for the women that are doing the the course with me, the in person course that starts in September. And at the end of the meditation, I have them repeat over and over: "I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. I belong. I belong. I belong." And those are so core to the human experience. If we don't have those core, um, not necessarily needs met, but those core that those core building blocks, yeah, yeah, you know, like really embedded into the unconscious mind, then it's hard to to be strong, to have a strong foundation. So when I work with people, it's really starts with those beliefs. I love that. I am worthy. I am safe. I belong. Mm -hmm. I am worthy. I am safe. I belong. Yeah. Oh, just let that sink in. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my morning mantras. I am worthy. I am safe. I belong. Sarah, before we let you go, can you tell us, not only where people can find you online, but how they can sign up for your course. And I know you set up a promo code for our listeners. So, yes. So my uh, website is tantricactivation.com and that's T-A-N-T-R-I-C, tantricactivation.com. I'm Sarah Rose. Sarah has two R's, S-A-R-R-A-H, Rose. Um, And so I have two Instagram pages, whatever your preference is. Sarah Rose Jiu-Jitsu is more of my Jiu-Jitsu journey. And then the Tantric Activation Facebook page um, gives a lot more of the sexual advice and all the fun stuff that we got to explore here. Um, and yes, so sex stallion training is my online course for men. It's a seven week course. It's a audio and video guide. It's done to be on your own guys. You do not do this with a partner. It's a masturbation practice where I will guide you and you do it about 15, sometimes 20 minutes a day uh, for seven weeks. And this will guide you in the fundamentals of tantric sex. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's super sexy. Yeah, <laughs> it's something. definitely not a boring way to spend 20 minutes of your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, so your code, go to tantricactivation.com 
click on the tab that says Sex Stallion and uh, you will just add that to your cart. And in the coupon code area, it's uh, Stallion 100 and you get $100 off of Sex Stallion training. Sweet. Look at that, listeners. Magic lovers. <laughs> yeah. Say I'm we like... never did nothing for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think we did a lot for you today. Right? All right, Sarah. <laughs> this has been amazing. You've given us so many tricks and tools to use. And I know I'm going to bring them straight to my bedroom tonight. My husband's going to love it. So thank you so much for doing this work and supporting our men. Like I said in the beginning, um, <clears throat> being a champion for modern, modern masculinity is something that is very close to my heart. And because Jade and I happen to be blessed with this incredible, largely male following who are hopefully open enough to receiving the tools you're laying out for them. I'm just so glad we got to have this conversation with you. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I definitely appreciate being here. And uh, especially since you have such a big MMA following, that's exciting because it's close to my heart being a jujitsu yeah. girl. And yeah, I love these guys. I, I've been so welcomed into this community. Like I've been so blessed to be on some of the biggest pages in the martial arts community. Like mm. um, McDojo Life had me on his page, Master oh, cool. Ken and, uh, had me in one of his skits. And, Amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to go back in uh, October and we're going to film. I give you the little sneak previews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last one we did was for Valentine's Day and now we're going to film one for Christmas. So, Sarah Rose will be Santa baby. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Sarah, I know you um, live in Austin and on September 15th at the O4 Center on Lamar, we're having an event from three to six about deepening connection uh, with Peter Craig. So oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I love Peter. He's one of my yeah. longtime friends. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah, be in Austin um, too for it. It'll be great. We'll go, okay. we'll go to dinner or something. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you great. so much. All uh, right. We crammed a lot in there. We, yeah, we time. rammed it right in, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we just stuck it in, didn't even put any lube on that sucker. <laughs> I thought that was going to take hours, but... Uh, <laughs> we thought we were going to have to warm her up for hours, but now she just... <laughs> Anyways, no, that I <clears throat> that was good. I liked her a lot. Um, yeah, it was great. Hopefully, she comes to the event too. Um, so my magic trick—it's just to come often, masturbate often. I feel like a lot of people think that um, when we hear Sarah say like masturbating and coming is really, really good for you. If you're single, it's kind of like oh, but. I'm single and I've had more, like I said in the, in the interview with Sarah, I've had more this last month than I've had in the last four years. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that it's really important to remember to put this in our self-care practice and in our self-love practice, because it is so good for us and it's so important for us. And I had completely forgotten that because as a single mother of two kids, come nap time, I have dishes to do and fold, mm -hmm. uh, laundry to fold. 
But I was noticing that my fuse was getting shorter and shorter and I was, I just felt a little bit more frustrated and I hadn't had sex in eight months, by the way. I'd maybe orgasm three times in that eight months by myself, but, um, in a ceremony, um, I was kind of going there in my journey about just kind of going there about why am I so frustrated? Why am I so short fused? And a masculine energy came in and went down on me and I orgasmed on the medicine. Just to clarify, you're talking about an ayahuasca ceremony? Yeah. Okay. Just because I'm sure the listeners are like, what's up? I thought that I said that. So the way that I realized all this is I was in an ayahuasca ceremony and I was kind of going there in my journey, just kind of trying to figure out like, why am I so frustrated and, and, and just kind of a short fuse. And yes, I'm a single mom of two toddlers. I'm with them all the time, but it felt deeper than that. And a, um, masculine energy came in and went down on me and I orgasmed on the medicine. And then, um, I felt mother Aya say, don't you feel so much more relaxed? Hmm. This is self-care. This is self-love. It was such a strong message for me. And it was definitely the homework she was giving me was Mm -hmm. to incorporate that daily. Not like, oh, when you have the time, make the time daily. And it's silly that I didn't because it literally takes me... It never takes me more than a couple minutes ever. I I've told you before I can do it with my pants on if I wanted to. I've, so, I I wish that that's I could, a lucky thing. Yeah, I wish that I could give out tools for that. But all I can really say is like for me, it helps to flex my legs and to take deep breaths. Well, apparently Sarah has the tools. She told us just now that she can get yeah, you there. Right. So I but for me out. personally to be that quick, I'll, that's all I know. Yeah, I don't know. I might be lucky. I think I'm a little bit bigger <laughs> down there than other girls are. Like like Chloe what? always says. Um, I think I have like a bigger clitoris than other women. Oh, clitoris. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I think so that might make me a little lucky. Um, yeah, more, more area to stimulate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, it was silly that I wasn't making the time for it anyways, because it in five minutes I can give myself like eight orgasms and I never have less than three by myself. So, um, Mm -hmm. it was silly that I wasn't making the time, but now that I am making the time, um, I won't say that I'm less frustrated necessarily, but I feel like I'm caring for myself more. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm showing up for myself at the very least, you know? Yeah. So that's my magic trick is to show up for yourself and to incorporate masturbation into your self care practice. And if that triggers you, if the words incorporate masturbation into your self care practice Mm -hmm. triggers you, ask yourself why you feel shame there. Because it's not, it's self-love. It's not shameful. Right. We're sexual beings. Yeah. Um, And I just add on top of that, that orgasm is scientifically proven to release feel-good chemicals and hormones, uh, oxytocin, Mm -hmm. which is like the cuddle hormone, and dopamine, which is another feel-good neurotransmitter. And they're proven to put you in a better mood. So just that alone, plus orgasms boost your immune system um they release a chemical dhea which helps balance your immune system promotes bone health even and it assists repairing tissues i mean like so many good things uh oh and for guys especially but women too 
you know, after an orgasm, your blood pressure actually drops. And that's why we can fall into a state of relaxation. <clears throat> and usually, you know, it makes it really easy to fall asleep. Mm. Um, it happens a little quick, quicker for men than it does for women, but it's still just as powerful. I didn't in know both that. Of us. Maybe I should move my, um, my masturbation time to, to my before bed because I do it at nap time. That's a good call, girl. Hmm. It's a All good right. call. But I don't like the idea of you moving it too far into the night because what if you just don't I, do it because I, it's too late? That was my concern. So and well, that time you it's like my it little in. like treat, yeah. you know? Yeah, I made it halfway you, through the day. Yeah, plus yeah. that's a good time to be like mellowed out, right? It's like halfway yeah. through the day. So that's yeah. probably not bad. Not yeah. bad for you. <laughs> so my magic trick today... And this is, I'm going to kick this off with something I don't talk about often, um, which is when I was 16 and taking birth control, I found lumps in my breast and um, I was told that the birth control could have been the cause of it. So I stopped taking it and I had to have four lumpectomies later in life, which is a story for another time. But unlike most women who spend the better part of their lives on synthetic birth control hormones, I've been not on those. So I've been really aware of my sex hormones for most of my life. And I've felt all the you know highs and lows that come with that, especially when something's out of whack. So with that, um, I've spent several years now tracking my hormonal cycles and if you're a friend of mine, you know, I preach this to people all mm-hmm. the time. It's probably they're probably all annoyed, <laughs> annoyed of hearing it by now. But um, I'm really aware of how each phase of my cycle correlates with how I interact in my relationships with others and especially how I interact with my husband. Full disclosure, by mm-hmm. the way, when I first started tracking my hormones, um, I brought up to my husband that I wanted him to learn about my cycles and get on board with the whole idea. And he was kind of resistant like most men are when it comes to anything to do with women's menstrual cycles but luckily he's recently opened up to to learning how this info can improve our lives together and i true i honestly jade i think this has truly been something that's saved our marriage seriously yeah Um, i bet i can typically tell where you're at in your cycle (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I and I mean, you know, already with me, I'm always you, yeah. you literally text me something. And but I'm not I'll be like, like that with all girls. I, I don't I don't always think, oh, that's probably where they're at in their cycle. But with you, I can tell right away where you're at. Yeah. Well, because so we're kind of tracking stronger, together, too. And it's stronger for some people. Hormones affect some people stronger than other people, you know? Oh, well, because I, I don't like I said, that was why I prefaced it with my reason. I don't you yeah. know, I'm not on a synthetic birth control because synthetic uh, hormones in your body, like a birth control, will mellow out your mm. ebbs and flows of these monthly cycles that we go through as women. Uh, and so, like I said, I feel my hormones and have for most of my life. So mm. that's what I'm saying. I'm in my feelings. So that's why I've been this is what something I take so seriously. I'm so passionate mm. about it. Um, but I wanted to give you. For instance, on that. So during ovulation, lately, I've been needing deep penetrative, that's hard to say. I've been needing deep penetrative orgasms from my husband in order to feel like, okay, you know, like literally in order to feel normal. I think it's basically a way of tricking my body into thinking I'm getting impregnated. (laughs) So every time I ovulate, that's that's been something I need to experience. And also during that phase of my cycle, um, I know I need lots of touch and words of affirmation from him. Otherwise, I get mm. needy and very angry, very yeah. angry. I know. And you I can imagine. Validation. Yeah. Yes. Validation is a good word for that, too. Um, you can imagine, though, what a needy, angry Mercedes. It's mm. not exactly the most sexually, you know, sexual appetite inducing version of myself. And so w- before I was 
tracking this and figuring that type of thing out and figuring out all of my other nuances I've got going on related to my hormones, it was literally causing adverse effects from my husband who didn't even want to be around me during certain phases of my cycle, especially ones when I wanted to be really sexual, right? Mm. Because I was pushing him away with the angry stuff that comes with that. But now that Chris is aware of all this, it's been a game changer and it's been really useful in getting us on the same page in the bedroom and, and just in life in general. And I also wanted to add, I know this is a long magic trick, guys, but hang in there with me. So Chris is now tracking his own cycles because, yes, men have cycles too. And it's allow, allowed him to define when he's most motivated to, to to even just work, like, you know, normal work stuff or even work out. And certainly whenever he's most sexually energized, like tracking that has been huge. Um and, and even when he's most willing to get into like strange and deep conversations, which, is, as you can imagine, being married to me, there's no shortage of those. So for men, it may be more about tracking your moods in correlation to the time of day and the foods you're eating. And it won't necessarily be a monthly cycle for you the way it is for women. But I promise you, if you start tracking as many variables as you are able to on a daily basis, you will start to see some patterns and those patterns will lead to some serious enlightenment, fellas. It's totally worth it. So my magic trick is to begin tracking your cycles. And women, there's many apps out there for tracking your menstrual cycles. The one I like to use personally is called Ovia. And for men, perhaps what you can do, since there's not really great apps for this, which maybe we'll fix that later. Um, but what you can do, do now is start tracking like perhaps five variables that you record in a daily journal. And that could be sex drive, overall energy, mental focus, appetite, and mood, for instance. And if you really want to get after it, I'd record what you ate that day and the amount of exercise you got in. And I think you will definitely see some benefits in there. So give it a try. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. If we could all get on the same page as that, I bet you it would make a world of a difference. Literally, a w- literally the Even world would be different. Even just friends and business partners. I think um, this would heal. I mean, this would it, it cause world peace. It helps us. Yeah. Faux show. Yeah. Faux All right, show. magic mobbers. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in and taking this journey with us. If this episode held some magic for you, please share it with your friends and family. This would mean so much to us. And please don't forget to join us on our Instagram page at the magic hour and let us know what your favorite episodes have been so far. We appreciate all your feedback and want to know what's lighting you up. Yes, we do. And by the way, guys, as you know, we release a new episode every Monday. So you can catch us again next week or head over to the other episodes right now and give one of those a listen. Um, We'll meet you there. Until then, be be a light. light. Big thank you to at Rayton Royal for our intro jam and to John Aaron Garza from Real and Motion Productions for producing the show. Stay magical, friends. Quick disclaimer. We are not medical professionals, so following any of our protocols or advice should be done at your own risk, people. And please remember to always, always do your own research. Tap into that extraordinary growth mindset we all have access to within ourselves and seek out your own answers. Come on, guys, you know, you know the deal. And by the way, if you are a medical professional or an expert in any topic we cover and you feel we are not giving accurate information about it, please find somewhere to contact us. Contact us via social or email us at our website and let us know. A major goal of ours in doing this podcast is to bring value to people's lives by sharing helpful insights and info. So we welcome being corrected at any time and we'll be happy to share any of our fuck-ups 
with our listeners so as to get us all back on track to discovering our happiest, healthiest selves.